Monster RX 93.1 presents Heard on Thursdays Hot conversations on hot topics Your host, JC Tevez Yo, what up? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen Monsters all over the world How are you doing on this rainy Thursday evening? I hope you're doing well Hope you're staying dry Well, how about we keep you warm? Or I guess I say keep keep it hot, right? Here on HOT Here on Heard on Thursdays My name is JC Tevez Welcome to the show that made FM Radio Talk Tonight we're talking biking or or cycling. Let, let's not get into the whole bikers versus cyclists argument right now. But uh, biking or cycling is totally a 2020s phenomenon here in the country. I think a lot of you would agree. Imagine there are now bike lanes in major thoroughfares in the NCR. Did you ever think that would happen? I mean, I was here a few years ago. I, I've never, I haven't seen anything to that extent, and it's happening as we speak. Not that biking hasn't been around for ages, but in these uh, public transportation challenge times, many have just hopped on their bicycles or bikes, uh, which you can also refer to as motorcycles. Bicycles or motorcycles or something in between. Wait, is it something in between or something beyond? Something even more rad. Yeah, I'm referring to our topic for tonight, we're talking about e-bikes. E, short for electric. Electric bikes or electric bicycles. It's all well and good to say, I'm going to start biking, you know, or cycling. But to be honest, it, it can be kind of daunting physically. I mean, I haven't been on a bike for a long time. And whether it's a daily commute to and from the office or a weekend journey to the hills with the pack. Now, the E may make things a bit easier, but E doesn't mean effortless. Remember that. We're going to learn about that this evening. In fact, if you ride an e-bike smartly, you might even multiply the health benefits that you're getting and go longer distances and many more mountains up with your team. Heard on Thursdays, we're talking about the e-bike craze with a hotelier who became an e-bike enthusiast. He is the co-founder of eVelo Philippines, a bicycle store that designs and assembles proudly Filipino e-bikes to suit local conditions. He's also the VP for consultancy of CGI Hospitality. Heard on Thursdays, Alfred Lay or Alfie Lay as he goes by joining us this evening. Hi, Alfie. Good evening. Thank you for taking the time to, to join us here on the show. JC, how you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time. And first of all, uh, you know, big uh, big ups to eVelo Philippines for doing something incredible. But before we talk about e-bikes and what exactly a proudly Filipino e-bike is uh, for at that, we want to talk about you. For, what have you been busy with besides your, your business, besides working in the hotel industry? Uh, have you been watching anything cool on Netflix? Are you into uh, the NBA Finals? Do you watch the NBA Finals? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I watch the NBA Finals. Um, I, you know, it's a bit of a heartbreak for me. I'm a Knicks supporter, so... <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since we were in the playoffs, and then to kind of get tossed out of the playoffs in the first round was uh, a bit t- a bit tough. I'm sure. You know what I'm <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and just uh, just yeah. Apart from that, uh, yeah. Just uh, you know, just um, after work, there's not that much time left. But you know, getting about, trying to avoid COVID. Um, I started uh, I started boxing uh, just to try and get a bit fitter. You know. Uh, I tried, just like a lot of people, I tried like baking bread. That didn't work out. That wasn't uh, <laughs> that wasn't a pretty ending. And then, um, uh, and of course, like I, I spent a lot of time looking at like crypto, 
cryptocurrency oh, stuff oh my like everyone else has. We could We could have a whole conversation about that right now <laughs> if we wanted to because I've been I have been studying that the last month or so but we'll save that for another time or after the interview yeah, is done We'll talk behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, get an expert. <laughs> but Alfie, uh, let's let's talk about you uh, personally. Let's talk about your history uh, with eVelo, and of course as a hotelier as well. Uh, what is your origin? I like to call it an origin story because I, I feel like it, it makes it sound like a superhero kind of you know timeline. But you, first of all, let's talk about where you're from. Are you originally from the Philippines? And if you're not, how did you end up here and start end up starting uh, eVelo and working in the hotel industry? Yeah, so um, I've been here a few years now, so uh, about six years. Um, my uh, wife is uh, Filipina and um, uh, I'm from Australia. Uh, so we came back and because uh, of family reasons and we just wanted to spend more time here. Uh, and I've been working in the, the restaurant, cafe and hotel business uh, during that time. Uh, whilst my wife is, is, uh, is kind of like a news anchor. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've been riding bikes for a long time. Uh, and we, we just sort of connected with some people who were into e-bikes. And we started fixing bikes and, you know, those type of things. And it, it grew into a business over time. You know, people, people just started wanting... Uh, would stop us on the street, ask us what's going on with your bike. How can you ride past us so fast, <laughs> right? And then uh, <laughs> you you explain to them what's going on, and uh, yeah, we, we we started doing it for friends and families, and it grew from there. Nice, and that's a great jumping off point uh, because w- you know we've had guests here on HOT, uh, Mark Mark Moore, who's a who's a biking uh, enthusiast, but he he talked to us on the show about you know mountain bikes, road bikes. So what is an e-bike? You mentioned in your little anecdote there that how are you riding past us so fast? So are e-bikes just faster? What What is an e-bike and how is it different from a regular bike? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's lots of different things to a lot of different people. So, I mean, at the, at the basic um, level, uh, an e-bike is just a bike with an e on the front of it. Okay. Um, and the e stands <laughs> for electricity. Okay. Um, so... You know, it's there's two things on an e-bike that probably is the biggest difference from a regular bike. That is, um, it, there's a battery pack sitting on the bike somewhere, uh, and there's a uh, electric motor um, that sits on, on the bike. And in combination, those two basically give you um, some extra power um, or a lot of extra power uh, to get where you need to get to. Um, you know, in a lot lot faster uh, and more enjoyable, enjoyable kind of state. Mm. Uh, does it uh, require any? I mean, I'm sure it does. But how does the charging of an e-bike work? Do you plug it into a wall? I'm sure it's a common question that you get from first-time e-bike uh, buyers. Like, how how do you charge it? How long does it take to charge? And how much power can it actually put out? Because when I think of electronic things attached to any sort of vehicle. The, I'm thinking these things can fly. So, what what is the potential of the battery, and how how does it all work? Like the ecosystem of charging it and letting it rip on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, in terms of like charging it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you, you just plug it in. Um, so you can take the battery out of the bike, or you can leave it in the bike. You plug it into the wall, um, and the battery will charge. Uh, typically, depending on your battery size, you're going to be charging from somewhere between, let's say, three hours to five hours um, to get a full battery charge. 
that that gives you a range uh, of anywhere between 25 kilometers all the way up to like 85 90 kilometers um, so you, you can get a really long way it's 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 kind of a balance between how much you're using the motor mm-hmm. to move you forward and how much you're cycling yourself okay. so um, sometimes for me if I'm uh, on a Saturday morning, I just need to get somewhere really quickly and I don't want to put any effort in, okay. right? I'll just sit there and ride the, the electric bike like a motorbike, you know? Mm. I'll just hit the throttle and it'll go and I don't pedal at all, oh. right? Um, yeah, and then on, on other days, if I'm riding with a group of friends or whatever and we're we're trying to hit the hills, um, then I, I'm on, I'm on an exercising kind of, uh, you know, mission. Uh, then I'll turn the I'll turn the motor either off or I'll turn it right down low, so it's only giving me a little bit of assistance, um, and uh, and I'll be doing most of the work uh, because the idea is to to have to get some exercise, to get some right? Exercise, indeed. So, but yeah, between all of that, there's lots of options and lots of ways you can ride the bike. And uh, yeah, actually, that was the next question I was gonna ask. Uh, I, I was gonna. Ask, I thought that if, let's say, the battery died, would you be dead in the water? Could you actually use the bike without, you know, the battery? So you already answered my question there. But how do you control the output of the energy? You said that if you if you want to ride uh, up the mountains with your friends and you want to get more uh, physical exertion from your end, you can just turn off the mon uh, the the battery or, or lower the power. But how do you? Is it connected to a wire by the handlebars, like a motorcycle would, for example, or? Do you have to bend down and actually manually do it, like stop your bike? Or can you do it on the fly? Can you change power levels on the fly? Yeah, absolutely. You can change um, on the fly. Um, there, is, there are sort of two ways in which you can uh, activate the power system of the drivetrain in the bike, on the bike, sorry. Uh, the first one is what we call kind of like a throttle mode. That's typically like the motorcycle. So you just hit a button and it will, it will give you power and it'll, it'll just give you full power and you'll, you'll be on your way. Um, then there is a, a, a mode called pedal assist. Okay. And with the pedal assist, you basically, you typically, you get like two buttons, an up and a down button, and you're shifting between gears, right? Mm. So let's say you have five gears um, and on level one, uh, you're gonna be doing, let's say, uh, 80% of the work and the bike will do 20% of the work. Mm-hmm. And on level five, um, it'll sort of flip around where the bike's doing like 95% of the work and you, you're just sort of like rolling your legs over, mm-hmm. not really making much of an effort. So you can switch between all of those. And, and how it works is that, um, you know, if you're, uh, let's say you're gonna ride um, on a flat road, uh, you probably switch that down. So you're doing Most a fair of the bit of the work, mm-hmm. okay, um, to sort of conserve the battery. And as you go uphill, you can shift that um, so the bike gives you more power. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can pedal faster as well, and um, you'll find that the bike just sort of like, like gives you that extra 20, 30, 40, 50% um, power that you need to get easily over the hill. Yeah. Right? Um, you just, yeah, you don't break a sweat. Wow. I mean, because I, I as a, a traditional bicycle user my whole life growing up, uh, I remember going uphill sometimes, I'd, have, I'd actually have to stand up so that I'd have the momentum to push the pedals uh, up and down to move me up a, a hill. So, is it really like as effortless as you make it sound? You make it sound so effortless. Could you literally just relax while going up a hill? And how, how steep of an incline? Can, can, can you paint us a, a mental picture? Like how steep can you go and not really have to put in that much effort? 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's there's two caveats to that. First of all, mm. um, the, the more that you use the the um, the, the, motor, mm-hmm, the motor, the quicker it sucks the battery, yeah. right? Yep. So, Makes sense. Um, you know, you, you don't want to be like full blast on that engine all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what it's necessarily designed for. But um, I'm a pretty heavy guy. I mean, I'm over 100 kilos. Uh, and um, you put me on a you know a regular mountain an e mountain bike, mm-hmm. um, we can get up a hill that's pretty steep. I mean, wow. uh, if you're talking percentages, somewhere between twelve to fifteen percent, which is like that. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go up that without me pedaling at all. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of power in those bikes. I mean, you you look at just think of. Um, you know, most people know the Elon Musk Tesla car, yes, right? Yeah. And everyone knows how quick that thing can move <laughs> compared to regular cars. Yes. Yeah, e-bikes are not that different to okay. um, the way a Tesla can move. Obviously, it's on a bike. Though. Yes, yeah. yes. Would you say that e-bikes are like the Tesla of the bicycle ecosystem? <laughs> <laughs> Does that, does that make me the Elon? No. It um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's, I mean, you know, it, it's the same concept, right? We're electrifying something that's uh, been around for a while, you know, that has a legacy technology. Yeah. So um, in, in some regards, yes, right? It's, yeah. Uh, it, it has all the, the same attributes in terms of, um, you know, its benefit for the environment, mm-hmm. um, the amount of power that you can get on a bike. Uh, it's also like you, you can't hear an e-bike, like it's very quiet, yes. right? Like a Tesla if you've, or, or any other electric car. When you see it coming around the corner, it's like, whoa, wow. that, there's a car there. Yeah. Right? yeah. So the, the e-bike's kind of similar to that, yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, the, the concept of an e-bike isn't particularly new though, right? Because I, I've, I've heard of e-bikes even as early as the, 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 you know, the mid-2010s. When I was still in college, I remember seeing and hearing about it. But uh, how come uh, is it only now that they they've kind of really taken people have really started to, t- to take notice? Uh, is it the pricing? Is it is it exponentially more expensive than a traditional bicycle? Uh, what what is the what's kind of been holding it back uh, tr- in the past from being more mainstream than a regular bicycle? In your opinion. Uh, I mean, I, I think the technology um, has developed over time. So, in particular, uh, the battery technology now. They're small. Are they so, smaller now? Because I remember them being particularly big on bicycles when you know ten years ago. Yeah. I, I would see a, a bike and I was like, "Wow, that thing is a monster! It's huge." Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's really similar to like mobile phones, mm. right? Like, remember your old mobile phone oh, yeah. had a giant battery in it, right? <laughs> and it. It didn't charge really well. It could only last like a couple of hours of mm-hmm. like talking. And now you get phones, you know, you're talking all day. 24 and hours, yeah. It doesn't run out. Yeah. So the battery technology um, and the, the way the cells are made are much denser um, now. So you get like this, you get much more power output um, out of each of the battery cells. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, over time, uh, the prices just come down so much right um 10 years ago if you tried to buy an e-bike um you know it would have cost you like in the hundreds of thousands easily easily in the hundreds of thousands pesos pesos. in pesos yeah Uh, and now i mean 
you know, th- there are e-bikes out there that you can get for like at really at the low end, like 20, 25,000 pesos. Right. So it's come way, way down wow. um, in price. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's good to know. Uh, I, I wanted to get an idea of kind of like a ballpark figure to to start getting into the e-bike, uh, you know, the e-bike game here. But at the same time, uh, you mentioned how cell phones have gotten smaller. But I remember there's there's this meme that uh, o- online about the old brick Nokia phones. How so- like if you can drop it off a fifty floor building, it would survive. D- does that concept? Uh, is that hold true with the the size of the the, the power the motors of e-bikes? Is it le- is it more fragile now because it's smaller, or would you say that they've been able to adapt the technology and scale it to the in, in the same way where it, it's even more durable now than it was in the past? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I still wouldn't. Uh, if we're talking about batteries, I still wouldn't drop a battery. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> you know, that's probably not the right way to go. Um, and I, I wouldn't ride it in this kind of weather as well. You know, yes, um, I'd avoid the typhoon okay. type stuff, right? Uh, that's for sure. But if we're talking about motors, um, then definitely. I mean, the the motors have gotten smaller um, and they've gotten really reliable. So, if you think about like how e-bikes, um, uh, where e-bikes are typically produced. Um, so you're talking about parts of Europe, the US, um, but a large portion of bikes are made up of components that come out of China and Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, in those countries, they've, you know, their delivery drivers and riders have been riding e-bikes for 10 years already. Yes. Right. Um, they were They were on that years and years ago. When I first went to China, I was like, what are those ugly looking bikes doing? <laughs> you know, and they, they were like the early e-bikes. So, right. you know, over 10 years in China, they, they probably sold like half a billion e-bikes. Uh, don't quote me on that number, but yes. they've sold a lot of a e-bikes lot. in okay. China. Uh, yeah, they've, they've figured it all out. Um, and the technology that comes out of like Taiwan and China in particular mm-hmm. uh, is really just really reliable now. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think a question that a lot of monsters would have, since you did mention it, that you wouldn't ride uh, an e-bike or at least a bike with a motor during a typhoon or like the weather that we're experiencing right now. Uh, but that could cause, uh, I think admittedly you would admit as well, that uh, it could be a cause for concern for cyclists that, that maybe want to ride in the rain. Because there are, there, there are people that ride bicycles in the rain. Uh, but what kind of conditions, like, is it have to be extreme extreme rain for example for it to to be detrimental to your health to, to ride it uh or how can you protect yourself while riding an e-bike can you cover the motor is there is there a is there a shell or a a casing how how does a an e-bike rider let's say you're riding everything is good but as you've you know you've been here for a while the weather changes at any moment it could rain at any moment so how how does that work in terms of safety yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in terms of weather conditions, you know, um, most most of the e-bikes you see out these days uh, are somewhere uh, at a minimum an IP65 rating. So they're, that sort of means that they're splash proof. Okay. Um, there are bikes that are higher than that for, you know, for whatever use uh, case that they serve. So um, if it's just raining, like a regular rainy day mm. um, and you're riding down the road, you, you've more or less got no problems, right? Okay. Um, what we what we typically tell uh, and advise most people do, to do is don't submerge the bike in water, you know? So right. if, if there's a flooding area, uh-huh. don't ride through do and submerge your battery and your motor in 
in the flooded water, okay. right? Mm. Um, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah. Uh, but if it's just if it's pouring down and you're riding through, you're you're, you're going to be okay. Okay. You're going to be okay. All right. What about the you 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 said earlier you actually specified an e mountain bike. So from my I'm just assuming there are different types of bikes which are related to a, a what most people would attribute to a regular bike. So there are road bikes, there are mountain bikes, there are you know uh, fixies, there are cruiser bikes. So are e bikes similar in that sense? You can you buy an e bike in different styles and different uh, builds? Uh, absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, if I tried to list them all off now, I wouldn't get through the list. Okay. But like, you know, your main categories are like e uh, mountain bikes, okay. right? Um, then you've got uh, probably your commuter bikes. Mm. Um, you've got folding bikes, which are great for like apartment, like people who live in apartments or have a tight space mm-hmm. need to take their bike uh, to the office where they don't have parking. Um, and then there are these kind of like cruiser type bikes, and they can be like, uh, like let's say like a beach cruiser yes. that you can strap a surfboard onto, yeah. um, or uh, you know, in that cruising basket, there are kind of e-bikes that look like motorbikes, mm-hmm. right? Um, the e-moto yeah. uh, bike type of can feel, but with pedals as well. I've seen those. Um, and then absolutely, there are e-road bikes. There are um, you know, we have e-fat bikes. Uh, there are single-speed e-bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are cargo bikes, right, for uh, cargo delivery type applications. Um, what else is there? There are there are e uh, tricycles and e tandem bikes. Ah. Um, so <laughs> a- any bike out there, people want to put you know uh, a motor on it, and uh, it, it just enhances all those bikes. If you ask me. Yeah. So in short, there is a e-bike for every type of bike that you could probably imagine at least for for most people the 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 bike that they have in mind their dream bicycle there is probably an e version of it all right so what about what about um here though uh in your opinion uh, actually based on your sales for example at evelo what is the most popular and why would you say that it is the most popular why why are people buying this specific type of bike for me, I would assume it's a, a road bike, probably, or or what is the difference between yeah, a road bike so, and a commuter bike? Actually, while we're at it, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'll tackle that one first. So uh, a road bike, um, I mean, technically speaking, um, a road bike has handlebars that drop down. Mm-hmm. You know, they curve down, yes, like, yeah. a, uh, like the horns on a bull, mm-hmm. as such. Um, that that is a very uh, athletic um, type of riding. So. Uh, you're either trying to ride you're really into the sport of cycling that's right? like the Tour de France um, kind of bikes right the ones that, that Lance Armstrong exactly. and company used to, uh, used to ride okay yeah yeah um, and then a different um, in that typically on a commuting bike you're sitting more upright because you're riding you're riding down the road with cars um, and you you just want to your bikes are you know where where are there different um, uh, points that you need to be focused on whilst you're riding um, and they don't have those drop down you're, you're, you're sitting upright mm-hmm. um, as such so you've got your head up and you're looking uh, and and up so that's that's the main difference um, the commuting bike is uh, not built for speed okay. like a road bike is mm-hmm. right um, and uh, the commuting bike is of course a lot cheaper with the with the road bikes, I mean, they, you know, the, the, the top end road bikes 
have technologies that come up from like NASA aerodynamic things yes aerodynamics, <laughs> yeah you know all that type of good stuff um, whereas the commuting bike is you know let's get you from A to B safely um, and quickly but you're not there to be like sweating sweating uh, you know on your on your morning commute to work okay I mean I could I could imagine because because if road bikes in general are the way that you explain it even without a motor you could probably fly on those. So with a motor, I, <laughs> do you even need a motor? <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I mean, so you, yeah, you were you, you asking about like what what uh, the main bikes that people yes, are buying yes. right now. So on the yeah, the electric road bikes are not a big um, portion of the e-bike industry mm. at the moment because um, you, you're really there to fly on your own power. Athletic, uh, and it's an aspect athletic, of it, yeah, yeah, endeavor. Yeah, but um, you know, for us, uh, we find that, and, and and what I see here in the Philippines, the the biggest uh, market is electric mountain bikes. Um, mm. For for various reasons, the first one is most people are used to mountain bikes, right? Yes. Um, it, it's kind of like the first bike that you know, apart from a BMX. If you're a kid, you kind of graduate to a mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone in their local barangay is is, is riding is riding a mountain bike. So electric mountain bikes make a lot of sense. Um, the Within that portion of like electric mountain bike riders, the the people who are the early adopters um, are what I call the weekend warriors, mm. right? Um, they're, they're the guys that kind of like, you know, they get up on a weekend they, they, with their bunch of friends, they jump on a bike and they're gonna ride 50, 60, 70 kilometers um, out of Manila to get some fresh air, maybe right down the coast, mm-hmm. um, or you know, around the city. Those guys love e-bikes because um, not only, I mean, well, for the reason that it can get you further, yes. right? So you can see more in your, in your trip. Yeah, um, you're still doing the same amount of work because uh, you're, you're still riding a lot and a long distance. But the, the electric part, you know, probably gives you another 30, 40, 50 kilometers of exploring to do. Yes. Right. And it's all about the adventure. Yeah. And yeah. You, you have more and energy. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, uh, we see a really strong mix of um, people who are into fat bikes. Right. So the bikes with the really fat tires yes. on them. Um, and uh, a lot of commuters as well. Um, the, the commuting one has really grown lately because, you know, public transport's kind of like semi-shut down, not shut down, but it's it's running on a uh, 50% schedule, yeah. let's say. And the um, fear, of course, the, the fear of being next to somebody else. Yeah, indeed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people are quickly realizing that um, an e-bike, for instance, uh, is a lot cheaper than pub- taking public transport. It's a lot cheaper than riding a mot- motorbike around mm. as well. You don't um, pay for gas. For, you know, yeah, there's no gas. Um, you have electricity, but that's a fraction of what gas yes. would cost. Uh, you've got, uh, you're not paying parking mm. um, as well. Uh, in a lot of cases, you don't have to pay registration. You don't need a license. Uh, there's a lot of benefits in that space. Uh, I do remember during the initial, uh, oh, you know, the the start of the pandemic, there was a sort of uh, there's some hoopla over e-scooters and how e-scooters uh, the the uh, the governing bodies were like we need to register 
e-scooters as a motor vehicle. Is that something that has been brought up uh, here locally uh, regarding e-bikes? Is there is there still talks about that maybe being implemented? Is that something that potential e-bike users might have to consider or fear in a way? For me, I fear going to any uh, LTO office because just the time is like, oh my God, it's taking so long. We got to register this. Uh, so is that something that users potentially might have to uh, deal with? Um, maybe um, you know it's a moving uh, it, it's it's constantly changing right now um, in terms of where it's going to go um, if if it uh, and, and there is there is some sense um, you know with the regulation yeah right because uh, if you take some of the scooters as an example mm-hmm. you know some of the high powered scooters can get you to a hundred kilometers an hour mm-hmm. on speed that's quick you know I mean you're, you're just standing on something yeah. on a platform that's <laughs> taking you 100 k's. We should probably regulate that. Okay. Um, but likewise, with overpowered um, electric bikes, uh, you know, they they can fly along at the road on a road at like 60, 70 kilometers an hour. Um, yeah, there probably should be some regulation around that stuff. But most of the e-bikes that you're going to be looking at and most of the scooters as well um, and, and the other e-devices uh, I think will not fall into that regulated category um, moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look, things may change. Things okay. may change. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, you mentioned commuters wanting to find an, an alternative to to get to and from uh, places. But would you see, would in your in your line of work, have you seen a certain demographic kind of stand out? Uh, is it is it yuppies, millennials, or are there older people? Uh, you know, senior citizens. Well, well, senior citizens couldn't really go out for a while, but older folk that that have uh, said, "Hey, I want to get more exercise in," but maybe a traditional bike is is too heavy on my knees or too strenuous on my knees. Uh, who would you say are the the biggest uh, adapters of e-bikes uh, in the Philippines so far from your from your business perspective? Yeah, there's there's a few of them actually. I mean, it's all, all sort of like riders have started adopting e-bikes, and I'll mention a couple. Obviously, I already talked about the the mountain bike mm-hmm. guys. Um, they, you know, that made a lot of sense. Um, and even with that mountain bike, there's different type of mountain bikers. So, um, an interesting one is um, the downhill mountain bikers. So, they, these downhill guys, what they're all about is getting to the top of the hill and coming down as fast as it's you can. insane. Right? So <laughs> it's insane, yeah, it's just totally insane. But th- so they don't typically like the extra weight of the motor and the battery on there, but mm. what it allows them to do is instead of, say, riding three hours to get up the hill and then coming down 30 minutes, yes. right, if you can ride up the hill in an hour come down 30 minutes and go back means up. you can do it again yeah yeah exactly. you can so risk your life twice <laughs> <laughs> so so there's those guys um you know you talk about older people a lot of older people are jumping on bikes because um first of all you know with the whole covid situation uh a, a lot of exercise options are gone mm-hmm. right so you know outside of like surfing golfing um and and running uh e-bike is probably a good option um the 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 cool thing about e-bikes is that we we have a lot of kind of like um families that come through and buy bikes Mm. right and typically it's either um you know let's say dad uh likes riding a lot or the son likes to ride a lot but everyone else can't keep up yeah uh if they went to ride as Mm -hmm. a family yeah 
So everyone else gets e-bikes and all of a sudden, you know, as a family, they can move along at the same speed. It's like a level playing uh, so, field. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, um, that's a big group. And then uh, in terms of the younger generation, a lot of uh, our commuter bikes um, are being sold to, um, you know, people who, in, you know, here in, here in Metro Manila um, and in Cebu and, and places like Davao and Bacolod, uh, they're, they're working in BPOs. Um, you know, the, the transport situation isn't helping them out right now. They can't get home at 5 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. uh, when they finish their shift, yes. right? Um, and so they're jumping on e-bikes to, to supplement their trips. That's nice. I mean, uh, and I could imagine because of the, uh, you know, like you mentioned, families uh, use it, are buying these to, to have a little bonding time uh, amongst themselves. I, I, I would imagine that having uh, an e-bike could also kind of work yourself into a community of e-bikers. Uh, have you seen that develop? Have you seen Facebook groups pop up where the notifications keep popping up in your face every day? But have you seen those, uh, have you seen groups or communities uh, involving e-bikers in particular uh, come together? Or, uh, and actually I have a second question which I'll follow up in a bit, but have you seen, let's just talk about the e-bike groups uh, at first, prefer. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, there are, uh, there's e-bike groups um, in uh, BGC, there's ones in Manila that do tours around the city on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Um, there are guys who ride out to Rizal, uh, you know, um, that, that catch up uh, in QC and then they ride out to Rizal. Mm. Uh, you know, there's so many groups. And then if you look at all the other cities around the country, all of those places also have e-bike user groups, communities. Um, they, they also band together because, um, you know, a lot of the questions that you have around um, electric bikes, um, the servicing and fixing things, you know, that's all done within a community, mm-hmm. right? So um, you're like, oh, how come X, Y, and Z doesn't work on my bike? And you just post it on Facebook and there are people there to support you all day long. Nice. It seems to be the same case with uh, traditional bike groups as well, where there seems to be a camaraderie that develops amongst group members and just even just on the road, uh, how cyclists respects, respect one another. Uh, but that's the second question that I was going to lead into. And uh, I, I don't want to sound ignorant or anything, but just, I just had to ask, is there some sort of purist group of cyclists, traditional bikers who are like, e-bike no way that's not a real bike i mean is that something that you have uh, uh seen and i I'm, because I, I i could imagine there might be some small group of uh people that might see e-bikes as something as not a real bicycle and wanted to get your thoughts on that as well oh yeah that, that, i mean there's there's definitely that that crew of people um i was one of those for many years really um you know oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. i mean Back, back in the day, if I ever saw an e-bike, I'd be like, ooh, that <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, But you you see that that sort of changes over time. Um, and as people, uh, you know, they, they're in their life, they develop um, and they, they, they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, um, you know, I had a guy that I was speaking to a couple of weeks ago who turned up and he was a high level triathlete. Right, and he, he was paying half a million pesos for a bike. Wow, you know, those kind of guys who are just like crazy. I mean, they train hours every morning, yeah, right? Uh, and he walked in and just said, Look, I'm ready for an e bike, like, my body cannot <laughs> handle 
writing like that anymore with those guys. Yeah. I need some assistance. So um, th- th- there are people like that, but I think that's changing. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at the e-bike kind of sales numbers that come out of the US and in particular in Europe, mm-hmm. um, electric bikes outsold regular bikes in Europe last year. Really? Right? That is Which a is statistic crazy. I never crazy would have guessed. That, that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how do you think that, I mean, uh, assuming the trend follows here in Asia or just the Philippines in particular, what do you think are the steps that need to be taken? Is it, is it just awareness? Because uh, I would assume there might be people that don't even know what an e-bike is. I mean, they might have a general idea, but they're like, right now, for example, me, I learned so much about e-bikes. I didn't know that there were different kinds of e-bikes. I always pictured them as the bulky, big thing, uh, you know, like a, like a scooter-like thing, but... Apparently, I was I was very mistaken. So, what is it that you think it will take for the e-bike um, sales or e-bike e-bike numbers to increase and maybe even outpace traditional bikes? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll take a little bit long he- longer here, um, but at the same time, e-bike sales are exponentially, um, you know, blowing up here in the Philippines. Um, not just ourselves, but like I know that. Other uh, e-bike stores um, and brands across the country uh, have we, we've all got a shortage of e-bikes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not enough to meet demand. Um, what I'd say is, you know, how is it going to explode? I mean, it'll take time. Um, what what I find really really cool is that um, often you sell an e-bike to one person, and then like three weeks later they turn up with like four people, <laughs> and the other four are like. Hey, we want to have a look at this thing. Yeah. Can we try them out? Um, so, you know, the word of mouth will get out. People just trying them, um, figuring out like, you know, when you when you bring a new sort of like mobility device into the industry, mm-hmm. um, people just need time to like figure out, okay, how am I going to use this thing? Um, how does it fit into my life, right? Uh, all sorts of minor things. And then um, one of the things that I'm really, really happy about, and you mentioned in the at the start of the segment, was that um, there are a lot of bike lanes. Yes. Like, man, there are hundreds of kilometers of bike lanes mm-hmm. in Metro Manila right now and in, and in other cities around the country. It is crazy. Yes. Um, and people are going to start using them. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, and you're right, because... And, uh, and I'm not just saying this because we're I'm on the interview with you, but I have been in the market for a bike, and I, I think that e-bike has gone to the top of my list just based on everything that you've talked about. And and I love the fact that you you're, you're it's it's clear you're passionate about the bike lanes and how it's going to make commuting and going around not just around Metro Manila but around uh, the Philippines in general. Uh, a, a lot easier and as somebody we did mention also that you're also part of the hotel industry and you know, tourism would you say that uh, e-bikes or just even biking in general if we want to just get to the, the bare uh, basics of it because of these developing uh, bike lanes and, and the the kind of the, the, the desire to show the, the beauty of our country outside of malls <laughs> do you think that biking could be a key to uh, increasing tourism here in, in the Philippines? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think you're you're on the you're on the point there. And um, we've been talking to a lot of parties um, who are in the tourist uh, in the tour um, group space uh, who run run tours and whatnot. Um, now, 
it's not happening right now because tourism is suffering, of course. Yes, uh, and there aren't that many tourists in the countries. Yeah, uh, but but it, it it makes a lot of sense because what what's happening is that travelers are becoming much more aware of their environmental footprint when they come to a country like the Philippines, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you should be, you know, when you come to the Philippines, you you should be very mindful of um, the garbage and the waste and the emissions that you create. Um, in you know a, a place like this where we've got our islands, um, we haven't got the best infrastructure in the world. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's, it behooves everyone to um, to take a, you know a very considered approach to how they travel. And um, you know, I mean, that's just from the environmental perspective. Now, uh, from the pure fact that e-bikes are really enjoyable to ride. Um, you know, I can see there. There are so many destinations in the Philippines where you can be on. You can be like surfing in the water. <laughs> you can strap your bike. You can strap your board to your bike. You can ride to the local waterfall, jump in for a dip, right? Jump back on your bike. Um, you know, ride past the the cool beach, okay? Um, and then hit the bar for a night of partying. Yeah. Like that sounds like a great experience. That to sounds me. like my um, kind of weekend. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, as we're coming towards the close, Alfie, uh, I think the question now is, where do we get these? And of course, you are, you know, you, you are eVelo, you're, you're the, you are the co-founder of it. So let's talk about eVelo. And uh, I did say that it is, you, you catered it to a Pinoy market, a Filipino market. So what exactly is a Filipino e-bike? Uh, what, is it different? Did you, I mean, what is it that you think makes eVelo unique uh, compared to other e-bike brands yeah absolutely so um you know i i think with um just like with cars um and uh and uh, other devices um or, or forms of transportation you've got to adapt your product to a local environment and you know here in the philippines there are certain things um that that drive and don't necessarily jive uh with with bicycles you know so the first one is that our roads are a bit rough um, and so, you, you, you want to have a bike that's kind of that's kind of last yeah. and uh, get you through those conditions. Um, you know, it's it's hot, right? Yeah. And batteries and heat don't necessarily go hand in hand. Uh, so when we're when we're looking at bikes, like we're constantly um, testing and trialing a lot of our motors and our batteries in the heat, um, mm. in the conditions that we have in the Philippines, right? Um, when we talk about heat, it's also the changing in weather. So, you know, at once, at some stage, we might be 38 degrees down outside, and then when it starts raining, it drops to like 30 degrees <laughs> in less than an hour. Yep. Um, batteries suffer in those conditions. So we're constantly testing um, for, for uh, the span of our electronic products mm. um, with, with the, the heat conduct, uh, conditions. Um, comfort is a huge thing because of the roads once again so uh, you know we, we run forks um, like the, the forks on the bike and saddles on the bike um, that we test over a lot of kilometers um, make sure that um, you know our riders are as comfortable as they can be um, on a bike and then um, of course uh, you know durability so um, just a kind of a plug about yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we offer like a lifetime warranty on our frames. Um, we've tested them so much that basically 
we're pretty confident that unless, you know, like a car runs over the frame, <laughs> it's basically indestructible these days. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we have we have really extensive after-sales service um, and we encourage all our bike buyers, you know, we, we email or call them after nine months and we just like, hey, guys, bring your bike in. We want to have a look at it. We want to service it, you know, before the end of your 12-month warranty on your battery and parts and whatnot so just to make sure they're set um moving forward so that's the that's the filipino part of like the way we approach our e-bikes um and the design um and then sizing is the last area so we just make sure that like the sizes of our bikes are correct for the local population understood and uh, you have my attention you you you've, you've I, I feel like you've already got a sale in me coming soon uh but for everyone out there who's just heard uh you know who's like oh man i gotta check out i gotta check out an e-bike i gotta get an e-velo bike where can they find you online and uh do you have any uh, any future plans for e-velo is there anything an upcoming sale maybe or an upcoming uh event that you're holding any just the the short-term uh, future for evelo as well what you have uh, in store for this year the last half of the year yeah absolutely yep so we we have um we basically come out with um a range of bikes um every six months uh so our mid-year 2021 model um will be arriving in the shores in the next uh month uh now if you want to just a quick hint if you want to get a good deal on one of those bikes, um, come onto our website, www.evelo.fun, um, and you can subscribe to our newsletter. Um, and in our newsletter, in the next couple of weeks, we will send out a pre-sale discount uh, option for people who are looking looking to uh, get themselves on an e-bike. Um, but apart from that, you can find us on Facebook at evelo.fun. Uh, we're on uh, Lazada, Shopee, and um, uh, in terms of retail outlets, uh, if you follow our Facebook page by the end of uh, August, um, we'll have about 15 distributors around the country. And so if you're living outside of Metro Manila, let's say you're in Bacolod, um, you'll be able to find a retailer out there that's going to help you out. Basically, if you shop online, you can get a bike, right, on Evelo. There you go. Yeah. E-V-E-L-O. Alfie, anyone you want to say hello to and, and, and a message perhaps maybe to your fellow e-bikers out there, your friends, your family who might be listening uh, tonight as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a quick shout out to our uh, e-velo team, Felix, Charlene, Patty, um, April, and uh, Reggie. Uh, and also uh, a quick shout out to myself. My wife uh, told me I should do that. Yes. Um, it's my birthday. It's my birthday in about a minute. Oh, um, happy so, birthday, um, Alvi. Happy birthday, man. Cheers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy your birthday. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, as I always say it with every guest, we can't wait till we have you here in person. Hopefully you can ride your e-bike here and uh, I can check it out. Or we can ride together uh, once I get one someday. And Absolutely. thank you, thank you so much. And um, to, to all our listeners out there, make sure to check us out again next week for more hot conversations here on Heard on Thursdays. My name is JC Tevez. Have a wonderful evening and always keep it locked right here on The Monster. Good night, everyone. Heard on Thursdays. Heard on Thursdays. The show that made Philippine FM Radio Talk. Winner of multiple KBP Golden Dove Awards. Only on Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1.